Hello, everyone. Hello, Sean. How are you all doing today? Hey, Chris. Hi, guys. Welcome to this podcast does not have a name. Episode 16 for January 12th, 2022. Hope you're all doing well. So the podcast uh, title, in case anyone's wondering, is because uh, GDQ is going on right now, which is kind of kind of a big deal for me and Chris. We like to watch the week-long marathon of speedruns, so that's where the name kind of comes from. Yeah, GDQ is so. great. <laughs> yes <laughs> and week or week chris i think you told me you took your your week off of work to kind of watch g like not just watch gdq but that was a part of it right yeah that's part of it i wouldn't have taken time off at the beginning of january <laughs> if it wasn't for something like this so right i would have saved my time for a little bit later but i get like five weeks of holidays so that's nice honestly that's pretty nice so, uh, I guess we can jump up to what we've, we've been uh, up to the last week since the last episode. So, Chris, as always, you want to go first? I guess. Uh, what have I been doing? Uh, I guess, I think I told you I finished watching uh, Fruits Basket last week, right? Um, you did mention it. I don't recall what exactly you said you watched, but you did mention it. I did? Okay. I must have finished it then. If not, then I finished it. Um, then I started kind of watching, you know, in between Super Sentai. Uh, what would it be? The original Fist of the North Star show. I only got like one or two episodes in. And that's usually where I stop is the first couple episodes. So I know what happens there. But I want to finish the rest of the show. They've got all no. on Crunchyroll. <laughs> That's that's the anime where it's like, huh, 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 you're already dead. And then the guy explodes, right? Umai wa mo you. Yes, it wouldn't be that show. <laughs> I like how you have both the English and the Japanese version of that on your channel as a sound alert. <laughs> yeah, I do. Because <laughs> I like the, the, Jap uh, the Japanese one because it's the original, but I like how, it, how the English voice actor says it too. Stop, you're already dead. <laughs> it doesn't sound very menacing like the voice isn't the same so <laughs> but i like them both uh but yeah and watching more would it be whatever it would be in english the hurricane ranger hurricane ranger from uh super sentai uh i don't usually in super sentai you know you have different tropes you've got the leader you've got the smart one you've got the girl <laughs> and, then, the then you, and then you've got the dumb one, right? The dumb, strong one. Is that uh, really how it is? That's the format? Because, like, what happens when there's two girls? Then you have the girl, then you have the other girl who isn't quite a girl. <laughs> and by that, like... I mean, she's like, you know, she won't be the token, the, the token girl. She's not the, I guess they're not all, you know, cutesy, whatever, right? But. You know, you'll have the one that's like that, then you'll have the other one that isn't like that, who's more sporty or more, more male-like. I it's different, but I'm just pulling up different tropes, so they have to make them different. <laughs> but you know what I mean by they have the girl, like she's gonna be the one yeah. to fill in all those roles <laughs> that that one. I was one gonna needs say, to. <laughs> it almost sounds like we're parrying the parry, uh, parrying the uh, or period. God damn it. We're 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 kind of copying that one college humor video from like ten years ago, like racist Zordon. Yeah, <laughs> he, he he made he made the African American Ranger black, 
the Asian yellow. He made the North uh, a Native American red. He made a Jew green. It's like, let me guess. I'm green because that's the color of money, right? No, you're green because you command the mighty dragon sword. <laughs> I forget about that stupid video. <laughs> you almost are sounding like that just now. I, well, I know it wasn't on purpose, but it was funny because like, you're kind of like giving like the tropes, kind of like Zordon was giving, except his was like more racist tropes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are obviously tropes when it comes to whatever you're watching, right? You know, people fall into those things, but uh, I don't think I've watched a show where the three main characters, because this one starts off with three rangers, and then we met two others that are the um, the competing, I guess, um, ninja tribe. Who are the survivors from there and they also have obviously power suits and sword and their mechas right but they haven't officially joined the team uh but i don't think i've met a a group of rangers at least for the first three that are really dumb like really really dumb like goku stupid <laughs> so like well goku's almost like a savant right like is he are they like savants or just like stupid stupid no, like, kind of like Goku. Like, so they so are really, really dumb. Like, Goku at the end of Dragon Ball slash the beginning of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> like, kind of stupid. Like, not not as bad as he is in Super. Because <laughs> Goku in that is... I think he's taken way too many blows to the head. <laughs> Goku became the villain of the last arc. He also thought that would be a great idea to <laughs> resurrect Frieza. The biggest villain in the entire series. So, because, you know, oh, Frieza's not a bad guy. I think because Goku has had a redemption arc for every, almost every villain that heads his way. He's like, damn it, Frieza's the one that got away. Yeah, but, you know, let's change that. <laughs> but Frieza and Demon King Piccolo, I believe, are the only, oh no, and um, Mercenary Tao, I want to say, are the only three villains that Goku did not um, try to convert or make friends with. He saw that they were not redeemable. Like Technically, he... Piccolo, his his reincarnation, Piccolo Jr. was like part of the Z team, though, right? Yeah, but Demon King, Demon King Piccolo is different. Like Goku well, dove through him head first. Oh yeah, I chest. know he killed him, but he kind of like rebirthed himself because that's why when Piccolo dies, Kami dies, right? Well, yeah, because but yeah. you know what I'm trying to say, right? I know yeah. what you're trying to say, but they are. Technically, two different people because Piccolo Jr. or my Jr. went that uh, was raised differently. He came through his own conclusion of humanity and stuff like that, mostly because of you know Gohan. But still, <laughs> Gohan's really the one who oh. changed him. Well, you cut up there. I That's think a... Discord muted you. <laughs> yes, I said it very quietly too, so I'm a little surprised. But anyways, yeah, you must be just four star reference. <laughs> Dodge. There you go. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, they're they're really dumb, like really, really <laughs> on that Goku level of like not intelligent people. <laughs> um, but they're, they're okay. It's just weird having all three of them be like that. <laughs> so, but it's uh, good so far. They're still keeping up with the uh, goofiness of ninja abilities being like monster abilities and stuff like that, and. Hmm. I think it's uh, good, not great, just good and could be quite humorous and such if you like those kind of tropes. 
And do they do the Naruto run? No, but they do the. Um, have you ever seen the Tengu slash uh, kind of Jiraiya from Naruto where he puts his fit hand out and goes, Ooh! Yes. And yes, uh, like yes. it turns his head around and stares. <laughs> the Red Ranger does that when he goes, You know how the Rangers will they'll do their thing and the Red Ranger will say, uh, we've arrived or we're here, right? And the Red Ranger mm. will put his hand out and do that and go, We are ready or whatever his phrase was. So he he actually does that. <laughs> That's awesome. I like that. <laughs> and so But yeah, it's this guy's own its own charm and such. The other two rangers of the neighboring ninja clan are way cooler as you would expect than the other rangers <laughs> they don't care about anything but power and achieving that power so they're technically bad guys right now they're actually so working are, for the bad guys i was gonna say are they the main bad guys of the series is it like a ninja clan war rot thing eh. so the bad the real bad guys like the guys in the suits like the the guys summoning the monsters, yada yada. They are a space ninja, <laughs> space ninja group. <laughs> so they have different types of ninjas. One's a guy in a big robot suit, like this little alien dude, um, who's in a giant robot suit. So I guess he's like a tech ninja. You've got some girl who creates things in that, or who's kind of like evaluating them. She's a ninja of some sort. Like they're all supposed to be tropes, I guess, or in a way of different types of ninja i think so you've got the space ninjas then you've got the ninja tribes on earth but they are competing ninja tribes so but they're the last remaining ones of their tribes just they're not working together yet and i'm afraid when they combine into one group that the cooler ninja suits will be downgraded to the normal power ranger ninja suits <laughs> Because they get cool, cool helmets, and their outfits are different. Like they've got shoulder pads and stuff like that, and the other oh, nice. stuff don't. The other guys don't. So I'm like, ah, uh, kind of like what happened with Wolf Ranger in the last season when he got turned into the Silver Ranger, and he got a big downgrade in his looks. <laughs> so, and somehow he still fits inside that helmet. Sorry, and somehow he still fits inside that helmet. Because he said he's a wolf, so he has a snout, obviously. Oh, no, no, not right. not real wolf. No? Wolf ranger, oh, okay. like he had the black wolf armor, I think I showed you oh, okay. on Discord. Uh, but yeah. yeah I've it's... seen, I've seen, I haven't seen, but like I've seen like like a picture or two of like, I'm not sure which series it is, but it's like a, like a, like a wolf human being like a ranger. I'm like, that's not his helmet because it doesn't have a snout there's, for him. There's a, I you was know? actually going to mention this, a, a gift on uh, Twitter, I seen someone posted on, um, I don't remember which, uh, not Reddit, sorry, on uh, Twitter, if I said Reddit, um, but on Twitter, I seen posted, and this guy is standing there, and he takes off his ranger helmet, and then they cut shots, and he's got an alien face underneath, but the mask that he's wearing for the alien head is clearly bigger than the helmet, <laughs> so you're like, how did that fit inside of that helmet? I do yes. not believe. <laughs> It's, it's weird Power Ranger magic science. I think the helmets uh, are using the same tech as like Pokeballs. It just like shrinks down your head when it fits inside. Or Samus when she goes into her morph ball. Or that too, yes. <laughs> but yeah. All right. So what else? What else? Uh, not much else. I got a. Uh, I guess for Christmas I end up. My mom sent me something. What, what's it called? Uh, an air fryer. 
Oh, okay. I've never used one. It's like a, like like the fast thing, like the big pot thing. Yeah, like I think it's something else. It's not a slow cooker or crock pot. There's no, that, no, no. But there's, but there's, there's like another one. Yeah, there's. It's a big round uh, thing. I guess it's supposed to be like so you could fry fry foods without using up uh, any or so much oil. Kind of like a, if you were to deep fry stuff, I think. But I haven't tried it out yet. I don't know how it's going to work or what it entails. I'm going to have to look at it later. But my mom got me one of those. And that's pretty much it. Oh, and I've been playing RE0 on stream this week. Mm -hmm. I think I'm been, just uh... over halfway done uh, the game. Yeah, I've been tuning in to your early morning broadcast and I kind of wanted to wake up before work, so... You've been trying to You've scare saving... me <laughs> with the screaming. Well, <laughs> so he has... Chris has a... I, I do as well, but he has, a, as a sound alert, the sheep scream, like the... Ah, you know, that one? So hopefully Discord didn't cut off there. Hopefully you Kinda, that but I think people okay. get it. The screaming yeah, goes. So, <laughs> yes. So I, I, was, I was telling Chris, damn it, I was trying to time it. So, you know, in Resident Evil games, at least the early ones, where you open the door... And as kind of a mask for loading times, it'd be like first person view, like darkness, like the door opens and you step in it. I love person. those. <laughs> I me too. I love that so much. So I type I tried to time the shape screen right when a room load for him to kind of freak Chris out. And it did not work. I was close. I was close though. <laughs> Very close. I think what got me more is walking by that freezer for the second time and the zombie jumping out at me. And me saying like before that, it's like I know something's gonna jump out at me at in this freezer at some point, but I don't know when. And then it didn't. So I, I still like my one clip of you on your channel. Oh, that ah, scene? Ah! <laughs> yes. The Homer Simpson scream, or close enough. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, it's so weird going back to that to those old games and playing a game with, like, tank controls. It's it's so so awkward trying to get used to, used to that. Mm -hmm. I still have issues like of what button I'm supposed to push for to open up menus or change characters. So that's gonna be a thing throughout the whole game. <laughs> I keep accidentally hitting one of the triggers to like open up menu or map while I'm in the middle of a fight instead of bring up like to ready your weapon. So, but I'm having fun. It's good. That's good. I saw some clips from like some of these CG um, Resident Evil games. So I was looking up uh, like images for uh, Rebecca Chambers. To post on Twitter for my like kind of screen or the image I'll post when I go live, and she apparently is in some of the CG movies. And I looked at I'm like, she's a lot older or quite a bit older in this. I didn't know she was like a real scientist, <laughs> like that she had a degree or whatever. Oh really? Huh. Or that she ends that up getting have, one. That must have taken place after the games. I think it takes Not before. I think she got her degree or was looking into it before because she has an item in this game uh, for mixing up dangerous chemicals. And that's one okay. of her things that she does is that she has to do that. Like it, Billy, the other uh, survivor that you play as, the convict, um, he has a lighter. So once you get lighter fuel, fuel, you can use that to light things up. And her special item is a... A device that you don't use until later in the game, which allows you to mix items, like mix chemicals. So I've got one of the chemicals. I just need the other two so I can start mixing up different things. But yeah, I was like, 
Oh shit, I forgot about that. <laughs> I thought it was I thought that item was a thing for her to um mix up different herbs. So I thought she would be able to make more potent herbs or something like that, but I was my memory of what happened in that game was wrong. <laughs> so the reason I thought that uh she got her degree after was because do you remember the very first Resident Evil game when like the original release when they were still doing the live action thing mm. with the live live like the, the real actors? I like Rebecca in that too. So Rebecca was like I remember him I could be wrong. I'm going off my memory. But I remember her being like very young, like 22, mm. 23. She's the, super like, young. Like when they introduced the opening cutscene had like all the people, including Wesker going like this with his hair. I love that scene so much. Yeah. But uh, anyways, for it had like their name, their blood type, because it's a Japanese thing, and their age, I believe, and their occupation, like within stars. Mm. And I'm pretty sure Rebecca was only 22 or 23, as I said. So that's why I'm thinking, well, she's pretty fucking young to have a degree. When she's, you know, yeah, she may not have had it then, but she was definitely learning that sort of stuff because she has that ability in this game, which takes place before the mansion incident. So, or at least right bef before, or right. I mean, right before, uh, right before the stars team gets to the mansion because the incident mm -hmm. has already happened there. They're still, they're just about to be dispatched like an hour or two, I think, after um, RE0 starts. Something like that. I'm so, going to guess a few hours. So, because Wesker I already have... left for it. <laughs> yes, sorry. Um, mm. Quick question. No, I've never played this game. I, I have it. I have the remastered. But, sorry, what's his name? Billy in this game? Is that his yeah, name? Yeah, Billy Cohen. The one with the tattoos? Okay. Yeah. No, no. Just, just, just have it. This is no spoilers. I'm just using pure logic. The fact that we see Billy in this game and not the other games. Leads me to to believe that Billy does not survive this game. I don't want you to confirm or deny. That's okay. just my impression. I, I'm just using logic because he's in only this one game. And like, if we look at like Resident Evil like six or seven, I'm not sorry, not seven, like six. There's like all the returning cast, right? Like Chris Redfield, Claire Redfield, Leon Kennedy, Ada mm. Wong. I I'm not sure what happened to Wesker. I know what he happened to him at the end of five, but oh, he's still think. he's still around in some way. He, he's still around. Oh, interesting. Anyways, I'm pretty so sure <laughs> the fact that we don't see Billy on this one game, I don't think I don't think Link's are looking very bright for Billy's future, Chris. Yeah, I'm not gonna say see what happens. I think I remember what happens, but the fact that he's not in anything else, like officially, like I don't think he's in any of the movies, like. Rebecca, like I said, shows up in one of the movies, not Degeneration, the other one. She's in that for like a quick scene. Um, she's in there. And uh, I don't think Billy shows up ever again. But then, actually, I haven't played uh, Code Veronica, so I don't know what happens to the kid in that one. That stupid but shit kid. Zero was made like after like two or three. I think after it three, It was right? made after one, two, three, Code Veronica. It's there the first one, so... I think, on GameCube. I think with that, they started to... I think after they made Zero on GameCube, they decided to start remaking one to, 1, 2, 3, Code Veronica. And then as those were going on, they were working on RE4, which ended up changing the franchise in terms of uh, what direction to go for movement and combat and stuff like that. Hey, what you buying? What you selling? <laughs> <laughs> I love him. <laughs> That's it. I said I said the wrong thing. Oh no, he he says both. It it depends oh, on. Oh, does uh, he? Okay. Yeah. Usually okay. he'll say what you buying, and he opens his coat. 
but sometimes I think he'll say what you sell it. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Loving, loving it. I think I got one or two more streams and zero will be done. I can move on to the next. So I want to okay. probably at least go through zero, one, two, three, uh, Code Veronica and four. So you're going to have a little Resident, well, not little, but you're going to have a Resident Evil. Marathon. I'll have a Resident Evil marathon. I'll do all the Resident Evil games. But what are you going to play like both characters' paths in the games that feature that? Are you because like for example, Resident Evil Two, you can, you know you start at, at like scenario A, but you can choose Leon or Chris. So, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, Leon or Claire, I meant to say. But then you can flip it, right? When you start scenario B, once you beat the game the first time, the other character will start on the other side. But then you could go back and do the reverse of that, right? You mean, am, am I going to do both their A and B sides? Yes, yes. Uh, I've never because done. It does, it, it does change the story slightly, not like not in a significant way. Like the main plot points still mm. happen, but it does change events ever so slightly. I think in my first time through, I'll probably do both. You know, they're both their A side. I don't know if I'll touch their B side yet, or maybe I'll wait until later and do that. But I want to do both their sides of their A's at least. Okay. I thought you were going to mention do all the Resident Evils and mention all the ones that came out after four. <laughs> well. I think Resident Evil 1 has been remastered a fuck ton of times because it came out on PS1 back when the PS1 launched and the PS1 discs were like the, the big ass rectangles. Yeah. Uh, then they remastered it so they got rid of all the, the, the real life actors. They made everything like yeah. CG Boo-er-ins. for cutscenes. <laughs> and then they remastered again. They're like, now with DualShock support when the DualShock was a thing. When the PlayStation 1 launched, there was no joysticks. It was just like the directional pad, but Halfway through, let's say about halfway through the PlayStation's life cycle, they introduced the uh, the Joy Shocks, which have been a staple of the controller ever since, with the Joy Pads and the Rumble Pack built into it. Yeah, Joy Pads. I meant I didn't Joy Pads. I meant the control sticks, whatever the hell you want to call them. I I was going to call them Joy Cons because of the Nintendo. So I don't know why I'm thinking about that. Anyways, <laughs> um, so yeah, and then and then they remastered it again. I want to say on the PS One. And then after that, the, uh, I know the Game Boy Color had a cancel port. <laughs> so it, there, there, it was cancel port, not not remake, not fresh game, a cancel port. They're trying to like one for one it almost. But anyways, yeah, that's a good franchise. Anyways, sorry to interrupt you. Go yeah, ahead. it's it's good. I'm almost done it. I just made it to the labor laboratory, so I assume okay. I'm going to get the next two. Uh, eight chemicals so I can make the stripping agent and whatever else, and make use of her abilities and such. But no. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Every Resident Evil game has a fucking laboratory. <laughs> of course. Like... You go, you're, you're out in the wilderness or wherever it is for the first bit, then you go to mansion, then you go to laboratory. <laughs> so... it... It's I mean, I mean, there's is. there's sometimes different things in between that, but you always go to some sort of mansion, and then you go to some sort of laboratory, which may or may not be attached to said mansion. <laughs> yes, is it? But most of the time, it's a secret underground lab, right? Yeah, this one is a little off to the side, but it is still attached, <laughs> in a way. <laughs> okay. It's like this time it's hidden underneath like an old church, <laughs> uh, just oh, behind wow. the mansion. <laughs> Umbrella sure is uh, creative in their locations for their facilities, huh? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's all I've been. That's all I've been doing, really. Yeah. What about you? 
I heard you had some um, fun things happen. You did. I, I, I'm, I'm. That's. I'm not being sarcastic. What did you hear? <laughs> some crap that happened to your fucking car. Unless if you oh, talk about yeah. that last week. Yeah. So. You know what? I wasn't. I wasn't gonna mention any of this, but since you already brought it up, I don't mind saying. Anything. Well, you I don't have to say. The moods. Oh no, I'm not. I, all I was gonna say is I've been a little, a little depressed over the last like seven days or eight mm. days, whatever it's been now. Just like one bad thing after another. Um. So my contract for this job is there. It's going to end on the 28th, so I'll be out of a job. They offered to, <coughs> excuse me, hire me on uh, without the the agencies, but they I would get a major pay cut. Oh. I'd have to drive an hour a day. There's a lot of reasons why I, I declined. I was thinking about it, but I'm like, no, there's nothing to really think about. I'm not going to be doing that, you know? So, yeah, hopefully I can get, find something in my field, but it's slim pickings right now, at least at least from my profession, not because there's no jobs, but because everyone wants people with experience and it's really hard to onboard people in my field because of the work at home situation. So mm. yeah. Um, anyways, moving on to a lighter tone. Um, games I played, not very much, I'll be honest. I just haven't really been much in the mood. Um, played Hollow Knight a couple times, I think, on stream. Aside from that, I haven't really played anything really worth mentioning. Um, what else? Um, so I did. I did uh, sub to a bunch of Disney Plus. So I finished off Hawkeye, good series. I really want to say who's in the show that you would never expect, and I'm not sure if you. Punisher. No, but but it is from a Netflix Marvel show. So is it a green th- lawyer? The green lawyer. I, yeah. When you say lawyer, I think a daredevil, but he's red. So the the oh, you're talking about Hulk's She-Hulk. cousin, She-Hulk. No, damn, <laughs> it's not. She-Hulk wasn't on Netflix. So it was Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and Daredevil. I'm not saying it's one of those four. In fact, it was not one of those four okay. characters. Who I was going to say if it's any of them, I'm just I think it would have been <laughs> Luke Cage. All I all I'm saying is someone from one of those four shows was in the last couple episodes of Hawkeye, which is fucking awesome. Now, if you care about spoilers, skip ahead to the next 30 seconds. I'll be done talking with them starting right now. But if you want to know, tune in. So, really quick, Kingpin. The mm. same actor. Oh, yeah. Daredevil. He's a really good fucking actor. Oh, my God. He blew his scenes out of the water. I'm not, I don't like how they treated his character. That's all I'll say. But he did the actor himself did a good job, so that's that's all I'm gonna say about that. Cool. It's, it was worth watching. Um, so I also watched um, What If on Marvel? Disney Plus, Marvel What If. Okay, yeah. And uh, so I'm not sure how familiar you are with the Marvel lore, but you know how like there's the Watcher, Chris, whose job is like he's basically a god, but he's like he's he swore an oath of non-interference. All he has to does all he does is watch the multiverse. So he, for the sake of the show, he's like your tour guide. He even yeah. says that in the show's intro. Um, there's only nine episodes, but some of them are really fucking good. It starts off very slow. Like, what if instead of Captain America, his girlfriend, Peggy Carter, took the super so- super soldier serum? <laughs> that one I didn't like very much because I'm not a big fan of Captain America in the first place. But um, yeah, but, the, but they slowly get better. So by episode four... We're at we're at the thing we're at the episode of what if Doctor Strange instead of losing his hands he lost his heart, and it turns that's a really good fucking episode. It's it's it gets 
He it lost gets kind of dark. Well, that's why Stephen Strange was a surgeon and he got in a car accident and he was lost his use of his hands. So to try to fix that, he learned the mystic arts. That's how he became Doctor Strange. But instead of that happening, in, in this episode, it's like, what if with his fiance, whatever it was, girlfriend, I forget, when, when the, he was in the car crash, he was absolutely fine, but then she dies. Mm. And and he goes on a different path. So it's really fucking good. And by the end, you're like, what if Ultron won? And then it's actually the Ultron becomes so powerful, he, he sees through the multiverse and he has to fight the Watcher. <laughs> the guy who's been touring us this it's really fucking good that's all i'm gonna say but like that was just kind of a small spoiler but whatever all the episodes are more or less who's the who plays the individualized um i can tell you i don't know his name have you seen casino royale 007 james bond <sighs> no okay it's god i don't know his name it's i have to i have to look it up now i don't I've only seen him in a few worlds in my life, but he does a really good job voice acting it. Um, the Watcher, Marvel. Is, is what if like uh, animated? Yeah, it's oh, animated. Okay. It's, thought... it's 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 not anime. It's like cell shaped, almost not quite. It's it's not quite cell shaped. That's the closest thing. Jeffrey Wright. He was so in, could... he was in. Go ahead. It's like I thought you were gonna say Jeff Goldblum. I'm like, <gasps> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Jeffrey Wright, he he does a really good job playing the Watcher, and they confirmed there's going to be a season two of What If, hmm. and I know episode five. What if dot 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 zombies? I was going to say zombies. Exclamation <laughs> point. Yes, there's a zombies episode. There had to be. Marvel zombies has have been the most popular What If in the comics for like decades, so they had to have a zombie episode. Yeah. Of course they did. <laughs> and and I don't want to spoil anything, but if there is a season two, I can practically guarantee there's going to be a part two for that zombie episode. So it's really fucking good. Does it follow like the Marvel Zombies story? Is it a different what if? I'm not sure how the Marvel comics story okay. goes. So, yeah. All right. Uh, that's it, honestly. That's all. I've been watching some GTQ, but aside from that, that's that's it. But kind of circling back, yeah, the car situation is shitty. I got my tires, well, my tires slashed. Um, I don't know if it was at work or if it was at home. Either way, I phoned on my insurance, and they said, okay, my claim, because I have the correct coverage, they can cover it, but my deductible is $500. So there's no point in making a claim, right? Yes. Because if my de but deductible means I have to pay a certain amount and then they pay the rest. And my certain amount is up to $500. So if the damage is below $500, it doesn't matter if I make a claim or not, or if it gets accepted, which it would, I, I confirmed it would, but there's no point because the, it's going to be below the $500 threshold. So they wouldn't make any, any, so basically I got my tires slashed. That's plenty, money out of my pocket, money. I don't mm. need to lose right now since I'm losing my job. So yeah. It's it's really shitty. I'm driving on the spare tires still, like for a whole week now, because I have to, like my tire. So the story is really quick. I on last Wednesday I drove to work just fine. It's a 50 minute drive. I've been driving on the highway like all of like nine or ten minutes. It's not that long. Got to work on my lunch break. I I go out for lunch. Um, the day before was when where I live Ontario. They had uh, they kind of rolled back our restrictions because of the quarantine. 
like the, because of the you know because of the Rona. Um, so you know all dining, you know you can't dine in at restaurants anymore, despite if you're fully vaxxed or not. Doesn't matter. So they, it was only drive through. So what I'm trying to say is I was in my car the entire time, whether I was in drive through or eating in the parking lot. But the car was turned on. I was in my my car the entire thirty minutes. So you know I went to drive through eight in the parking lot when I was trying to drive back to work. I noticed I'm driving on the rim of the car. And then anyways, long story short, I had to phone CAA, like Canadian Auto Auto Associated or whatever. I'm not going to try and fix that. Canadian Automotive Associates or no, was it Canadian Automotive? Whatever. Anyways, it's basically roadside assistance. And they came in. I never had to use the tools of the specific car I've had. Uh, it's the first time I had to even find out where the spare tire was. My tools were like rusted. I couldn't do anything, so I had, I had to phone and get help. Like I tried, but we had like a wind warning that day on the weather network, and it was snowing. So I was like, I don't want, I don't want to deal with this. I can't do it because these tools are terrible, and mm. it, it, they were not working. They were not working. So yeah, um, and it got slashed. So if it gets slashed on on the tread of the tire where it actually has a tread, that you can that's fixable. You can go to some people and that like that's their job is to fix that for you. And the tire is fine, more or less, after that, once they fix it. But if they, if you slash it on the side, right, like yeah. above, you can't fix that. The tire is just kaput. You have to buy a new tire. So my tire is not fixable. I'll have to buy a new one. Wow. That's... Yeah. I don't know if it happened at work or if it happened at home. Because, it, because I drove to, as I said, it was fine for the whole lunch break until I decided to, draw, to you know, drive back. And it was slashed at multiple locations. It wasn't just one or two spots. It was multiple locations. So, and it's very unnatural because they're like straight horizontal slashes. That that doesn't happen through normal wear wear and tear. So, mm. yeah, that's just one of the many problems I've had. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna oh. air my dirty laundry, but yeah, pretty, pretty much every day I've had like a separate issue, more or less, unfortunately. So I haven't been in a good mentally. Or in a good mental spot, I was going to say. So, oh, whatever. Sorry to hear, hear that. <laughs> it's all right. Thank you. So, anyways, let's move on to some lighter, well, I was going to say lighter topics, but that's not technically true. Let's nope. move on to some gaming news, Chris. <laughs> we had some crap, we get some good stuff. Uh, okay. I'll let you go first then. So, what's some good stuff? Good stuff. <laughs> I look at the news and go, um... Yeah, I was going to say, please, well, Chris, what good stuff are you talking about? <laughs> so, GDQ's on this week, and we watch lots of speedrunners and speedrunning mm -hmm. stuff, mostly because of GDQ. I think it's really brought that out to everyone. Apparently, this is one you posted, uh, that at least for, uh, I was going to say Super Metroid, wrong game, and Metroid Dread, they're going to open up the ability to use the uh what how do you call it rapid fire basically uh in the games uh i don't remember if metric dread has that as a thing you can turn on or off but in most speedrunning they'll turn that stuff off because it's not seen as skillful i i assume is the reason and lots of old games at least for default consoles never had rapid fire you they would have to be a controller you buy separately right so that was never a thing that they ever allowed but apparently they're going to allow it, at least for starting now, with uh, some Metroid Dread runs. 
Uh, one of the reasons is for accessibility for people who can't, you know, tap the buttons that fast or who have a disability to not be able to do that. Uh, I think this is really, I guess, good. It's it's definitely not a bad thing to allow this in. <laughs> and Dread uh, does have the ability to let you, like, just basically as fast as you can spam the button, uh, Samus will shoot, right? Like, she can shoot pretty fast, so... This isn't really a thing. If anything, it will just help people. You know, you won't get bloody... If you're running this game, like, hours and hours and hours every week, or every day, right? Um, you could <laughs> develop some type of RSI from tapping the button so fast, or repeatedly doing that. So this could just help people not injure themselves trying to beat world records, or just run their favorite games. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's like, there's there's two sides of it, and that's one side. It was, it's it, like speedrunning. That's all you're doing is like you're you're resetting if you're not happy, and you know, try starting from scratch again. And if you keep pressing the button over and over, not only just normal wear and tear on your system or controllers or what have you, whatever you're playing on, which will will eventually happen, right? Mm. Uh, it's just the fact that. You know, as Chris said, like you can develop some muscle strain or carpal tunnel, any number of things. So that's good. And the other, the other side of that is accessibility, right? Um, mm. Oh, by the way, I, sh I should clarify really quick. This is specifically for the leaderboards for speedruns. I believe at um, speedruns.net. I think it's .net, right? Uh, .com. Sorry, I th .com. Mm. .com. Um, so yeah, it's specifically for that, right? Because that's where all the speedruns pretty much at least in, in our side, like the Western speedruns, that's pre pretty much where they're at. I know, for example, the Japanese, they use the site, of course, but they have their own kind of website, mostly Japanese, I believe. But anyways, that's kind of a little off topic. But um, yeah, so it, it, I, I agree. It's a good thing. It's a good thing because um even if you have to buy like a new controller that has turbo i mean i guess that is an effective cost of entry but it's an option right mm -hmm. I, I i can i can see the purist's point of view because they're gonna say well i'm not using a turbo i don't need to use one but it, you know it's an accessibility thing and it's also a health i want to say health and safety thing but it's not really safety you could argue it is actually I'm just saying that kind of from my profession, like health and safety, whatever. But yeah, you could say it's a health and safety issue too in terms of not straining your muscles, right, mm, Chris? Yep, yeah, I would say so. I think it's it's all good to be able to do this and allow more people into the community to be able to play. It is a great mm. game, and I've already seen people knock down the game like to almost an hour, either just be lower, just above an hour for speedruns. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen one yet. I was kind of wondering. I haven't looked at the schedule of GDQ to see if it's been run or if it's going to be run this year. Because Mario uh, Odyssey, when it came out, like that following GDQ, it was up there for speedruns. Oh, really? So I'm wondering oh, wow. if uh, if Metroid will be up there. It wouldn't surprise me. I'm if looking it is. right now. <laughs> I'm looking right now. Nope, the only Metroid game was the second run of the of the whole um, stream. That was Metroid Prime Hunters for the DS, hmm. Nintendo dual screen. So no, that's no Metroid games this year aside from that. It's actually a little surprising. I noticed that 
I know we're talking a little off topic, but I, I know they also didn't have any, uh, what's it called, any uh, task bot this year. At least I, I checked it twice. Maybe I'm blind, but I noticed over the last couple GDQs, they, they, they've been giving less and less time to task bot. I know last GDQ, you only had like one or max two games. Maybe that was it. Now down to zero. Maybe there's just nothing to show for it right now. Because that stuff does take time. I mean, I guess they do have months and months of time before the next ones, right? Or however long, mm-hmm. but still. If they don't have anything sh- uh, worthwhile showing or whatever, then there's no point in putting it up, right? So, Because usually they'll do some cool things they could do with tasks, or they'll do something dumb like, uh, what was it, Scribble Nuts? Scribble oh, yeah. that did where it yes. was writing in all the weird stuff and would like yes. rewrite the code of certain chat. games. Oh, so, that was amazing. <laughs> so like that, that they had an idea of what they could do with it. So if they don't have mm-hmm. anything like that, then if it gets skipped, that's upsetting. But better it gets skipped and then than them to put up something that's kind of mediocre, or you know, not even mediocre, like just like either rehash old stuff or something that people aren't interested in, right? Tess has got to have something. Like I know lots of people look forward to it. <laughs> so you don't want to dive in and go, oh, we've seen this already before. And then just not tune in or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's good. This is all good, all good things. I wonder if this will be uh, rolled out to other games and stuff like that, because especially like for older consoles, we'll say, because... It's getting harder and harder for certain consoles to be able to get real hardware for them, <laughs> and and real working controllers and such. And I wonder if they'll yeah. start opening up to certain emulators because I know some games allow you to for emulators and stuff like that. So I wonder if what new stuff they'll allow for future speedruns of older games, or even so, what new stuff they'll allow for new games. <laughs> I can I can actually answer that question. Um, TLDR it depends, but to, to kind of expand on that, um, mm. so like I do have a run on speedruns.com, so I, I kind of I kind of already looked into this before this was even you know before this was even news. But basically, every game has their own sets of moderators. Like the it's it's not it's on a site wide basis because that would be ridiculous. Like one person doing like every single speedrun game, there's no way. So. I'm not sure how they apply or how they get chosen to be mods, but every game has at least one to like three or so mods, let's say, on average. Maybe Metroid, you know, the most popular games have more than that. But I, I on, on the games I've I checked that I you know I see like three mods. And they determine the rules for that game. So it's on a per game basis and it's different people generally every time. You might see the same like you might see the same person being a mod on all the Metroid games mm. because they're Metroid runners themselves. That's that's often what it is. Um like the person who has the number one time in Final Fantasy Seven, Zeal, he, he's a mod, but he's also like a Twitch streamer who like streams like the speedruns of this. So, you know, oftentimes mods know the game very well. Is that's most often the case. So yeah, the fact that they did this for Metroid is not going to be applicable to anything else necessarily. That maybe it'll pave open the door because it's in the news. Well, it's in the gaming news at the very least. So in that sense, it might pave open the door. But 
it's not really a site-wide thing about the if that answers your question chris oh no i i know it's not a site-wide thing i'm just wondering if any other games in the future will start adapting this sort of thing or more or more or less will start allowing more emulation of the games as the hardware and control <clears throat> jeez sorry as the hardware and controller start getting old and outdated and not being able to be used right <laughs> so they're gonna have to start slowly start expanding into other things because it would be dumb for speedrunning if the entry to bear if the barrier to entry was you have to spend five hundred dollars on an nes why don't do that yep. that's how much an nes costs now you know 20 years yep. from now like well that would be stupid so eventually they're gonna i know like some a lot of these do allow emulation as well or have a certain section for emulation but you know what i mean like slowly they're gonna start, have to start opening up things to other stuff and certain things like we'll say for this metroid run these metroid runs i mean they're now allowing for dread the um what's it called again cartridge no uh button meshing uh turbo basically so i wonder would they eventually allow that in the older games or not or have that as a separate specific run like like how they would do um hundred percent uh any percent right would they have a turbo percent you know or for so, something stupid like that like in the future right <laughs> uh so yeah the, the news article said that there is a turbo percent but it's not like independent of this like if you do turbo it's an option you select on Vulogen from gdq mm. he kind of retired a couple of years ago i think uh, from gdq he has a number one time in the turbo setting but if you take that same run and put it with all the rest of the runs he's number 20. So it kind of counts for both. Yeah. So I'm just wondering if they'll have them separated or what, or if if these will get rolled out into uh, older games as well. That's all I'm wondering. But okay. we'll see what happens. I'm not sure. Probably for older games, I, I kind of know the community of, of this of the site more or less, and of, of the speedrunner mentality. For the older games, who have you know people who have been doing records for years, they probably won't because it'll it'll cause too much of an imbalance and too much of a wave because. You know, this is the way it's always been. And then people put like their time learning it this way. Like, oh, great. Now I have to learn this other way. I lose my records now, which is a legitimate concern. I can understand that because it's it's a little unfair to like, for in their point of view to like, okay, I have to focus on not using a turbo controller. And then, oh, by, you know, someone like can just come in with a turbo control, controller and just like beat my run. Well, that's why and there's to, a different, uh, a different run set if you're using specific leave that yeah right? of course and of course but <laughs> but, but it, it, it's both ways you can like yeah rec re retroactively make those count and, and like like all all the runs combined like which one's the best fastest time for anything or as you said you can break it into categories yeah but, you should break them up well, you're gonna have to like break them down into categories that way that way you don't it uh take away the achievements of the people who can still do it without that so yeah and it's going to be hard to like outside of like gameplay mechanics that shows you if someone's using turbo it's going to be hard to prove if you are or aren't because it could be an emulator option most emulators have that built into it now it can be you could be using it but then you could be faking it you know like fake it till you make it almost like there's no way to tell mm. if, if you're using it or not unless if like you specifically go into your like emulator settings but then you could be using a, a controller a turbo 
the controller. So it's really hard to prove, you know. But that's just a very specific situation. Yeah, that's not like, be... I think for a lot of that, a lot of people will show their settings and their controllers, yada, yada. Like, to try and take out as much, uh, what do you call it? Worry out of, or argument out of what they're doing, just to try and show how much legitimate it is. So, whatever. Uh, tangent aside. <laughs> yeah, I think this long. is, I think this is a good thing, and I would like to see I want to see what kind of new stuff will be added into other games as well in the future, or how far or not far this is taken. So, because mm -hmm. speedrunning, as long as it's okay, and even if it's a sub community of that community, you know, as long as they regulate and take care of their own, then that should be fine. Like, they could have just not put this in, but <laughs> I think it's better that they put in these accessibility options and other stuff like that. <laughs> uh next news what do we have is that you wanted to pick or is that a uh, segue for me to pick <laughs> either any tell. of us if you got one you want to talk about right now um yeah so this is a news article i found on the site i frequent very much um so basically um xbox they are you know how like the whole activision blizzard controversy i know this has like been every single podcast episode so far we've been talking about this pretty much but you know how like pretty much every other company kind of debased them even though a lot of them are, are guilty of the same thing more more than likely you know hmm. like oh you know that's bad we we, we we don't condone this sort of thing like at all in the gaming industry you know it's it's like it's PR talk, but yeah. Microsoft kind of took it a step forward a couple of days ago. So the boss of the Xbox brand at Microsoft, Phil Spencer, he's a really good guy, honestly. Um, he talked about how they were a lot more serious than everyone else was about, you know, quote unquote, evaluating Microsoft's relationship with Activision Blizzard following the abuse allegations. So yeah. Um, you know, but like, like he's a very like down to earth guy. And in, in, in the interview, he said, um, you know, he he's not going to talk about it publicly. Obviously, you know, that's that's not really what he's not trying to get clout from this or anything. But you know, he's taking a step forward. He and he's not he's not trying to like shame any other companies or anything like that. But he wants to really, you know, he he has beliefs and values that he's trying to stand up for. Now he'd be. He would be an idiot to say no. We're not going to put your games on our consoles going forward. No one's going to be doing that. Let's let's, let's be real, right? If he, if he were to do that, he'd probably be fired from his job for for losing too much money. So he's not going to be doing that. So I'm not sure. I don't think he said. I'm 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 kind of looking through this again. I don't think he said any specifics. Which why would he? Right? Like you're not going to air your dirty laundry in an interview about another company. Mm. As he says, it's not his place. He's he said before. And he said, you know, it's not like Microsoft or any other company is, is you know, ha has a spotless record because, yeah, like every company, not necessarily of this specifically, this, you know, the allegations of, uh, of, of abuse, not that specifically, but, you know, every, every brand or organization, once they grow large enough, they're going to have like their black moments, right? Like he, he brought up like, uh, I have to look here, uh, 2016's game developer conference where 
Microsoft hired women dressed as schoolgirls to dance on podiums at the conference. And he said, quote, that, that was a painful moment in our history at Xbox. You know, stuff like that. Mm, yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah, obviously he's not, he can't and he shouldn't tell us specifics, but the fact that he's very, in this interview, if you actually look at it, he's very down to earth and like, it almost seems like he's speaking from the heart. And like, I've, I've been, you know, having my eyes on Phil Spencer for like years now, ever since he took over the Xbox brand. Uh, he seems like a really good guy. Like he's made some really good changes. He's responsible for Game Pass. You know, he's very pro, pro, um, pro consumer. Again, like I have an Xbox, but I don't think I'm being fanboyish. Like I hate, I hate fanboys. But if we look at the current state of, of Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo, I don't know. To me, in my personal opinion, I think Xbox is the most pro consumer right now at this point in time. And a lot of that is because of Phil Spencer. You know, mm. I could argue that point very easily, but I will not. So I will, I will just say that's my opinion. Because I don't want to argue it because I don't want to come across like I'm I'm kind of you know Team Xbox, which I guess I kind of am for in terms of playing the system, but not in terms of like let's look, let's look at this from a bird's eye view and look at what these companies are doing. So I think it's a good you know a step in the right direction because as I said, this was a couple of days ago, so he's he's kind of shining a spotlight on this still. Whereas a lot of other companies, as, as we covered before, Chris, were saying, oh, yeah, we, we condemn that. And, you know, it's a lot of bullshit PR speech that they are forced to say. But I don't know. What do you think? Because we have different perspectives on on Microsoft. So I'm, I'm curious to see what you think about this and if, uh, yeah, what your thoughts about this were. Uh, yeah, I think pretty much what you were saying, but in the end, actions speak louder than words and until we see what the company itself is going to do or not do about activation blizzard is left to be seen right so you know he could say all he wants you know if he he could say he could say what he wants like he's not specifically talking for the company specifically here or can only say certain things right yada yada but until i see some action it's they're just words you know just like the the letters from the other two companies you know when they're condoning that say like, but you guys still sold call of duty and you guys only released those letters a week after call of duty went on sale so you made all that call of duty money and then you debased them congratulations all three of you right you know it's like you guys could have done that before but you guys didn't you guys still sell their products on their things you guys haven't made official statements other than bad, bad company. You haven't made any, they haven't done any official statements as to what they're going to do with them. So until I see action, these just words. He may be a good, it may, he may seem to be a good guy, but you know what I mean? Until company mm -hmm. does something, that's all it is <laughs> to me, really. <laughs> like yeah, if, if, if he has a lot of, uh, last way and can uh have his have his way you know i'd like to think what he's trying to say here might be or should be a good thing with the uh company and maybe the company will listen to him and move forward a little bit in the direction that people would like it to move right but we will see only time will tell really we may not find out if the official response to it and Things may just slow down or, you know, in terms of what's going on there, or we may not see any change. 
It may be a change that we just don't notice. I don't know. We don't know. They may just actually have no idea what they would do. Other than stop selling their stuff or whatever, I don't know what else they could do. Find them, but that would still just mean Activision Blizzard would keep making money. Whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, <laughs> know. A, that's a very that's a very fair. Oh, that, that's that's a very fair. And I wasn't trying to imply the opposite, but you're absolutely right in that. Mm. Excuse me. Actions speak louder than words. You're absolutely right. But I'm not sure. Did you? Um, something else I wanted to prod your mind over, Chris. Like you, you read the article, correct? I read as much of it as I could. No, I read through most of this because I got three. No, yeah, no, no worries. Yeah. So I didn't. Yeah, no, no. And, if I yeah, forgot yeah. stuff, there was a lot of articles this week. Oh, no, so. no, no, no. You're, you're fine. No, the, the reason I'm asking is I was just wondering if you're looking at some of these quotes because, like, I don't know, like, it, like if I was Activision and Blizzard, I would not be exactly happy with what he said. But as you said, they're just words. So. Yeah, that's. It, but like, like, like you know what I'm trying to say, right? It's like he's going kind of. You're right. They're just words. I'm not trying to take your point away from you because that that is absolutely correct. But like, he is kind of like um, going above above and beyond what what anyone else has said so far, at least you know. So, yeah, you're right. Just words. But just words. Like he's he's actually gotten out of his way to make another statement or uh, in in an interview, which may or may not reflect the actual company's uh, thoughts. Right. We'll just say that these are his. He is obviously kind of representing Xbox in a way still, because that's his job. But he is, he's been the only one from the other two, from all three companies that has come out on his own to talk more about the issue. Well, while also not being able to talk about certain parts of the issue. Yeah, it's so annoying. (laughs) It's like you, you, you came out to say something without actually saying something. But hopefully you're not saying something means something will happen. And then you could say something. <laughs> yes, exactly. I guess. As confusing as that is, I understood every every word of that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so like, but go ahead. Like, I mean, Activision Blizzard shouldn't be happy about anyone talking about this shit if they're a company because it means more people are talking about it and they're still in the fucking news while there's no news coming out. Exactly. Like, like I believe there's still there is still lay not lay, layoffs yeah there's still layoffs happening or may still be happening there is still the strike i believe going on <laughs> there is still you know the lawsuits going on with activision blizzard then a myriad of other crap that could can or cannot be happening that we do and do not know about in that company <laughs> like they are not in a good spot they are in a worse spot i would say than fucking uh, Riot and Ubisoft combined. Yes. <laughs> Just because but more people are still talking about them. <laughs> I I will kind of say this as yeah. a send off to the mm. story is, um. No, I forgot. Give Give me one second. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. That just happened. That happens often to me. Is like. I'm trying to pay attention to you, but I'm also trying to pay attention to the point in my mind. And I pay too much attention to you. I'm like, oh, damn, I forgot the point I was going to yeah, bring. That up. happens a lot to me. <laughs> yeah, I think that happens to everyone, honestly. As long as you're paying attention to the other person when they're talking, I'm just like tuning them out. I think that happens to everyone. Um, anyways, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I remember now. So companies only have one purpose. Mm. All companies, except like nonprofit organizations. That's like the exception. 
companies have one purpose in life, and that's to make money. So I do not see Xbox stopping, or I, I don't see them stopping um, uh, selling uh, Activision Blizzard games. I don't see them not publishing because that would be a, stup- a stupid business. Then PlayStation could, could go, oh, look, we're the only console that has Call of Duty now. You know, I don't see that. I don't see them. I don't see how he can make this change. So you're right. It depends on his actions more than his words. I don't see how he's able to do both of them. How he's able to, you know, talk, do what he's talking about, but then not losing his job over losing the brand so mm-hmm. much money. So that's all I was going to say. So if, uh, if you're done. I, I was, uh, when you said, when you started off there and you're talking about, um, values or whatever i'm like and they, they go where i want to because i don't think you know what the uh what, what is best in life uh, sorry what uh, uh, when you were bringing up the values i'm like oh, you're gonna talk about you know the three the three things that are best in life you know the three things that companies uh strive for that is to have your cr- enemies or to crush your enemies to see them driven before you and hear the l- lamentations of the women <laughs> No, he said not to what companies strive for. <laughs> I I don't know what that's from. I know it's a reference, and he, he spoke like Arnold, so it's either Arnold or Ray, or Wolf Castle, Reinhard Wolf Castle. Arnold from Conan. It's the three oh. things. Is is the things that are best in life. <laughs> Arnold from uh, Star Trek. You mean right? Arnold in Star Trek. No. <laughs> so stop it. So so there's this. So when I first met Chris, he showed me. This is back when DVDs were a thing, before Netflix was the thing. Uh, one of Chris's DVDs, he bought Conan. He loves Conan. It's one of his favorite movies of all time. Yes. And he said, yeah, so I think Paramount fucked up. So the, the cover was Conan, but with, and the and the and I think the cover art on the DVD was Conan. But when you actually put the DVD into your DVD player, it was Star Trek, which one? Two? Uh, two the Undiscovered four? Country. There you I go. So you bought Conan, but you got Star Trek. So someone fucked up at the factory. <laughs> My DVD disc is printed wrong. And now I bring this up about every half a year, long enough so Chris forgets that I'm going to bring it up. And I just pop it out of nowhere. <laughs> and he gets mad every time. <laughs> it's upsetting. Uh, I had to rebuy yes. the DVD collection eventually. Uh, it was more upsetting because I really wanted to watch a Conan movie. And then sat down and with Star Trek, like, oh, no. So I had to go dig into my collection, go find a different Conan, uh, different Arnold movie. So I really wanted to watch Arnold. <laughs> I guess it's just one of those things amongst two friends. Maybe it's only funny to us and not funny to our audience, but I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's still worth mentioning. Inside jokes. Anywho. <laughs> yes, pretty much. All right, Chris, you got a story? Uh, yeah, Sega. So, uh... I guess when last year was when talks of stuff like this was starting to come up through video game companies and how a lot of them were like, yep, we're going to look into NFT stuff. Hooray! Uh, Not hooray. But Sega apparently has said recently to in a management meeting and uh, sorry, with a bunch of like the CEO, CFO, COO, and a bunch of the other heads of the company. And they basically said nothing has been decided with them and NFTs. They know that there's a big, been a big backlash when they had said they were going to look into NFTs and such last year. I think it was last year they did that. 
and there was a huge uh, blowback from that. And uh, they've seen it with other companies as well. And they basically have been saying, we don't know what we're going to do with them. We don't know if we're going to do anything with them. If there's not a good enough way to implement it, and if there's enough blowback from consumers, we probably won't implement them. So I think they're one of the few companies that have said they want, they've been looking into it to almost officially say we're not doing it or we will drop it if we don't see this as a good place to move our company. Uh, well, I guess that's good, but I'll see it when I believe it because they aren't exactly a clean company. They have, you know, the arcades and the still uh, or like arcade setups all, all over japan they've got uh gambling machines with uh sega stuff on them and i believe that they make some question mark sorry if i got that wrong they also may or may not be in league with yakuza <laughs> if you are to believe the creator of the yakuza series <laughs> um but yeah uh we'll real see real life yakuza yeah, real life guy, cause uh, who's making? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, they uh, apparently they claim that they will drop the plans for NFTs if if things do not if things uh aren't gonna look good for them or if they can't implement it in a way that appeases more of the fan base or shareholders or whatever like whatever they think is best for the company, uh. Yeah, I don't know. I that's good that they've take kind of made that statement, but we'll see what happens really cuz like I said, I'll believe it when I see it with this company. It's kind of like if if Konami was to come out and say say something like this. Be like, "I really don't trust you, Konami." <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking Konami. Yeah, fuck Konami. <laughs> I would if only they weren't fucking a scumbag company. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't trust, I don't personally trust them. I think this is just to prevent blowback before it happened because biggest mm -hmm. sees everyone's doing it. It's, it's, you know, as I said before on the last stream, it's kind of the next loot box. Everyone wants in because it's a yeah. quick cash grab. <laughs> Sega seeing this, they want the money. Why not? Everyone wants money, you know. If 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 everyone's doing it, I want to do it. I want to make money, and I think a direct quote from them was, "But if it but if it is perceived as simple money making, I would like to make a decision not to proceed." Like, yeah, like what do you think it is? <laughs> like I you're think, not doing this out the kindness think, of your own heart. Yeah, I I think as the company itself, like we'll we'll put aside you know money 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 you know money grubbing aside you know from what most companies are actually there to do is to make money. We'll just put that aside. Let's say if they actually cared about their company's image, then if it was just seen as simple money making, they wouldn't want to do it. I think they would. You would hope anyway that any company doing this wants to put out something that the consumers actually like and want. And it wouldn't look bad on their company. Like actually put out meaningful, you know, product that their consumers can buy, right? So let's just take it at that and say, if that's what they actually mean, then that's good. But, you know, money talks. And 
we'll see when the shareholders start barking about more money and and such right where it will go because yeah i don't really trust them but it'd be nice if we could trust them <laughs> still it's like the trust is like not doing it in the first place yeah yeah right? it's, the, like, the, the trust it, the, the real trust yeah is not doing it <laughs> because you know He's saying, oh, well, let me read that quote again. It's very short. But if it's perceived as simple money-making, I would like to make a decision not to proceed. Like, you can quick take a quick look in the gaming news and see what fans are actually thinking for the most part. Again, it's not 100% of fans. Nothing is. But yeah. But it's... You can see for the most part, people are making fun of NFTs. Like, yeah. Like, overwhelmingly. So you already know the answer to your question. So like that's, I'm trying, I'm trying, you know what I mean? I'm trying to like kind of reverse engineer where his yeah, thoughts are. At. It's like, <laughs> why are you even saying that in the first place? You're just trying to, to prevent the blowback in my opinion. Like, I don't think it's even an opinion. I, I think it's, it's very, very obvious to me. Yeah. They're like, just trying to quell things before they explode. Go ahead. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what it is. I mean, we're more likely going to see Sonic NFTs release in time for the next movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I I heard I heard that in the Sonic community, the furry community, they, people have a lot of original characters that you could you've been able to buy as NFTs for years, technically on sites like DeviantArt and all this stuff. <laughs> I don't I don't want to get into the 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 whole thing, but it's 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 uh, you can have a not... furry artist create your real life yeah. persona. <laughs> it's not a rabbit hole you want to go down. I've read stories about it. Thankfully, I have. I totally haven't myself. gone down that rabbit hole <laughs> in search well, of. Be, be very careful. I don't what remember. You say. I was trying to think of the specific <laughs> word, but it's not coming to mind. Research purposes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Leave it there. okay. Let's just leave it at that. I think that's enough of that. And if let's, we leave let, it let's there, find another we'll. Rabbit hole. We will leave it there, but we will also go right back in there with Konami. <laughs> Konami is celebrating Castlevania's 35th anniversary with NFTs. Yay, Konami. <laughs> we love you, Konami. No, we don't. <laughs> no, we Fuck don't. Konami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're... this is how they decided to celebrate Castlevania's 35th anniversary is with fucking nfts some of them are screen caps that you could take with your own with your own emulation devices and some consoles but you know you could buy it as an nft now you know like the iconic scene from uh, is it the first castlevania when you sit when you're standing outside of castle oh yeah castle dracula and then you know what is a man that scene you could, you could buy those for nfts but you know what's you know th this is actually I think as weird it is I think this is the most um, the most any of these companies have said about NFTs in this way. Sorry, try to say they are actually being honest about a certain aspect of these NFTs in one specific thing. Konami does not guarantee that the value of your NFT will increase after purchase. A lot of these companies have put them out there with a promise of, and you could sell them and make money off them later on down the line. Like that's not a guarantee. Most of these will be not worth anything. Maybe not even worth the value that you are buying them at. 
At least Konami is saying that straight up. At the very least. You know, the more and more I hear about NFTs over the weeks, I, I, it's just a fucking scam. It is. It's, They're a scam. It's basically um, stocks. Because stocks are not guaranteed to go up. They go up and down in value, and you could sell and buy them, you know, as long as you have the funds, right? Uh, and such. Like, it's basically another version of that, just done with a different done in a different medium different uh tech kind um, of thing well not stocks, quite stocks but it's you know it's it's different but i look at it as similar to that that people are looking at it as something you can buy to invest in your future i guess but like stocks is actually like if i invest in coca-cola i'm not going to make much money over time but i know i'm going to make yeah, money it, you know? it should go up unless the company goes under right yes yes i i know what you mean if you buy in a solid stock but uh yeah, but I do look at it as the base of what a stock and the idea of it is. And at least in investing for a future, well, investment <laughs> to get money it's in the future. Stupid, <laughs> honestly. Like, take a screenshot off your system. You can buy it. I'm like, I already own it. I can use it in every possible way now. <laughs> Why do I have to pay you money? Why yeah. am I giving you free money? Yeah, it, to sell to someone else, what they're not, they're they're too stupid to press the same take picture on the console button that I just did to take it. It's like, hmm. okay, so my name is associated with this image, and yeah, that's, no one's gonna care or see it, right? The, the, the only difference really is because of the blockchain. They could say, "Look, I am attached to this." It says I used to. I, it says I own this right now. Yeah, you own the you own the image, so you can sell it on the platform they allow you to sell the stuff at. So it's an official screen capture. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, roll eyes, who cares? Yeah, it's fucking dumb. But, like, is this the only thing they're going to fucking do for Castlevania's 34? I mean, take a look at other companies and with the anniversaries of their games. Probably. Because Nintendo did nothing with Metroid. Did nothing with... Uh, Donkey Kong does nothing with Mario. Oh no, they they released the three. Was it GameCube games? No, not even all three of them. Not even all three of the like three uh, D games. Fuck sakes, because <laughs> they didn't do uh, Galaxy Two. <laughs> nope. nope, nope. I forgot about that, and that's a nope. Wii. But I, you know what I mean. They didn't even do the second. Yeah, no. Just like those, just like those Muppets, the aliens. Nope, 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 nope. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no. But uh, like th this is all they're gonna do because I know they did. Obviously, they did re-releases of their advanced games, right? But nothing else for the thirty-fifth anniversary. Not even an announcement of a new game. You know, don't make it yourselves, though, Konami. Get someone else who actually knows how to do Castlevania games. But yeah, like, no announcement of a new like new game or anything like that. Just NFTs, everyone. Here you go. Fucking well. Fucking Konami's, fucking dog shit. Konami is the worst. Konami is shit. <laughs> Konami specifically, I knew they weren't going to do anything for games like like five years ago. Oh, I, I knew this. Well, well so. we know they're getting out of like more or less the gaming space. But if you're not going to do anything, like there's lots of good developers out there. If they personally don't want to work on games, just license out your your properties. You guys are already doing that for pachinko machines and gambling machines and. Everything else, NFTs, <laughs> right? 
might as well just license out your property to other companies so they can make games. Just fucking do that. See, that that would assume that they're actually using their brains, Chris. Yeah, but, and not thinking um, of making fat fat stacks as quickly as possible. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I think, <laughs> and this isn't me shit-talking the Japanese culture, but a lot, a lot of it is because uh, the businessmen in, in uh, Japanese organizations or businesses they are they can they are known to be quite stubborn at certain points. So mm. that I think that's what's happening at Konami too, since they are a Japanese company. Is they're just like, well, we're we're just going to sit in our franchises and we're not going to do anything with them until stuff like NFTs pop up because we're stubborn about it. You know, so it sounds almost so like Atari or Intellivision. Is it Atari Television? Yeah, no, you don't want to look into. <laughs> What that company has it's and just, been up to. It's just such a level of stubbornness when they could ma- easily make free money just from signing a few papers. Like, it's so stupid. Like, they're just so being. Same thing from when they fired Kojima. They, 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 they had his contract said he wasn't able to work for anyone else for like a year afterwards. They, yeah. they had no intention of doing anything with him. They just want to p- punish him. Yeah. So it's fucking. Fuck Konami. Yeah, they're just so, just so stubborn, and they're not willing to bend at all, and like meet you halfway. No, no, you. <laughs> the only bending will be is you over. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, I was gonna, I was sure gonna say as soon as I said that bending, I'm like, uh oh. I hope Chris. Okay, he did it. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yep. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Like, really, we don't need any more. Of this garbage, but but we do. We are. <laughs> Next story. You want to bring one up? Sure. Let's see. Um. So here's a very strange slash funny story. I hope so it's the I'm... one we're going to. If we're talking about garbage. Well, it's it's uh. So Call of Duty. Yep. What do you think of Call of Duty? <laughs> okay. Do you think of anime fans? I do not. Now, I'm not saying they they don't exist. I'm sure. I'm sure there's thousands of anime fans who like Call of Duty. But like, how, so Call of Duty right now is doing a crossover with Attack on Titan, and it just seems like the most fucking bizarre thing to me. It's like I don't see those two things mixing. No. And yeah, Twitter had a very strong reaction to everything. It's just, I. It's so strange. <laughs> like, it's like a limited time event to like. Some of the swords are are named after characters. Uh, you can get like Levi's like clothes. It's so strange. Like I don't know. Like it doesn't seem like the fan base is aligned to me. It just seems like a very strange match. Like the opposite of a match made in heaven. Yeah, I not don't... not a match made in hell. It's just a match made in like limbo to me. This is so fucking weird. I saw this pop up and was like the fuck and i just passed it on the news i'm like i don't want to look into that because i saw the screen the little gif of uh i don't remember the commander's name that they have dressed at cosplaying as levi but wow it's like a little gif of him swinging the swords which i don't even know or if they're actually in game they're in like this gif but the two the two guns are named after characters in the show He's, they've got this bad cosplay of Levi and this guy dressing up as him. And fuck, it's, it's just so weird. So, so goddamn yeah. weird. I 
I think they, they, and, some of, and they definitely don't align. Like, yeah, you know, there are going to be anime fans, but when you think Call of Duty or a first-person shooter, you don't think really anime in general. <laughs> like, at no. least not in the way of like putting in anime crossovers into the game. It's uh, a bit weird. Like, I understand Attack of Titan is coming out soon, the next season, right? It is. Yeah, it is. Uh, we're watching. We're we're watching an episode today, Chris. Apparently, I think. Oh. Well, we'll I see. Think. We'll see what happens uh, <laughs> when. But yeah, like it, it's coming out. So put it out there while it's hot, right? But and it is a military outfit, right? It's definitely inspired by real military outfits. The way it looks, but it's fucking weird. I don't. I I, I don't get this. It's cursed. Some people on Twitter say, Levi deserves better than this. Yes, yes. he does. Like, Levi's the most popular Attack on Titan character. <laughs> and, and this is how they do him. <laughs> and if you look at the screenshot of, of him, they specifically tried to make an Asian character for him. It's like... I think that's... I could be wrong. That's actually a character in the Call of Duty campaign. Oh, is it? Okay, that's I fair. I think... Um, if you want to see so... Daniel Yetsu... I have no idea who this is. I don't play COD. No, I, I, no, yeah, I, I, he I is Asian, say. but they changed his face, I think. I think they got rid of his stubble. I'm looking at an image of him. <laughs> but my, my, part, my entire point is like whether, well, I, I, I know he's a character already in the game, but it's like, yes, I know Attack on Titan comes from Japan, but does it have to be, like, I'm not, I'm not holding against it, but like, does it have to be like the one Asian guy in the campaign, you have to use him. You can't actually make Levi himself in the game. He, like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like stereotypical, right? It's very stereotypical. Let's get, let's grab the one Asian guy because he's Asian but, and toss Levi's clothes on him. Just fucking make Levi. We're gonna this, have a crossover. Is this know? crossover for the multiplayer then? Because I don't, you, as far as I know, you can't really change a character's look in Call of Duty. I think there might be some for the faces, but. I don't think you're it has, Yeah, it has to be for multiplayer. So, because, so you could play as Daniel from the campaign in multiplayer and just run around and shoot people? Whatever. I have, I have no idea. I, I don't, I, I've never played a COD, so I can't answer that question. I can't even guess. But This is, um, this is so, so weird. I don't. This is, and I think, I think just because from the pure bizarreness of it, I think, uh, and the story kind of goes into it. I think I I don't think it's uh, really far from home to say that Blizzard Activision is doing this just to kind of like get the attention off of them a little bit, right? It's 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 the bizarreness of it, and it's like, as I said, anime and Call of Duty, you don't really see those things getting married like they are right now. So it's a very bizarre mix, and I think that the shock value is what's really what Blizzard Activision was going for for this, yeah, to make you forget about everything else that's going on. Possibly, right now. I also don't know who is it that makes the show. It's not um, who makes uh, Attack on Titan. It's not um, the Dragon Ball. It is this that that's I... Menga? NHK, okay. no, that's um... TV networks. Let's see. Tsunami. Uh, I'm trying to remember because it's not. Um, anyway, I don't know why they would partner with Activision Blizzard for this. 
with everything that's been going on? <laughs> like, why wouldn't you say no and step back and not allow this to be pushed um, out with everything going on with the company? I think I'm going to go back to my point of the last story. I think it's like, this is just a guess. I've, I've no evidence. It might just be a cultural thing. And like, they're like, Oh, well, they're under hot water. We're like, and then, you know, they're like, well, you know, that's over in that part of the world on this part of the world. Who cares? Money is money. So I think, I think that you think corporate, the the corporate blindness or the corporate greed or corporate, you know, the way they do things has blinded them to what's going on and what other people see and say, this is fine. It doesn't matter because this has nothing to do with Activision Blizzard. This is Call of Duty. You think that that's kind of it? That's not not so much divorcing Call of Duty from Activision Blizzard, just so much divorcing. It's happening on that part of the world. On on this part of the world, no one cares. Like, I'm not saying no one cares. But right. Like, but... Like, 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 no, comparatively speaking, no, one like cares. partial corporate blindness and wanting to, like, not yeah, divorce, it's... but blind, we'll say, yeah. I'm trying Just to put like... it in a different phrase, but I can't quite do it right now. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think what, uh, the story, even though it's lasted for like months now, I don't think it's having as much of an impact. I think it's safe to say on the East than it is on the West. I think obviously the West is having. A major impact the east maybe not so much because i haven't really seen anything in the news regarding mm, that possibly so i think that's what i'm trying to say i think that they're just able to like not care enough because it's on that part of the world it's not a big deal because it's not as a big of a story over there mm. i th- uh, again this is this is all speculation i could yeah, very that, well be wrong that's just my gut instinct that could be we don't know but yeah anyway this is fucking weird <laughs> It is very weird. It's very fucking weird. And, like, look, I don't... Call of Duty isn't for me or Chris, but no hate on Call of Duty. You know, they 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 make games every year. There's a reason why they're making so much money on the franchise. So they're doing something right. So, you know, good on you. But, you know, not my cup of tea, not Chris's cup of tea. But it's so strange because it seems like this is going to be, like, no one's cup of tea. You know, you yeah. know what I mean? It's, I mean? It's so bizarre to have these two things married. It's so bizarre. It It is. I think that's pretty much it. It's such a weird crossover. I'm surprised they didn't put try and put in some mode where there was like Titans wandering around in the background right. or something. But yeah, because that point you're just playing one of one of the uh, the Attack on Titan game, pretty much. I mean, if they're going to do something like that, they would have. They should do it in. Uh, what's the other EA game where you had the mechs and you were fighting? And you uh, Titanfall. Yeah, that's it. Because you could just turn the the mechs into Titans and have people jump and climb on the yeah. Titan. Actually, that'd be not cool, but it would be <laughs> it would be kind of cool because in, instead of the Titans falling, you just have people transform in the middle of battle. As long as that you would actually be season, pretty cool. <laughs> as long as you have the season two intro playing the back in the background the entire time. <laughs> yes. All right. Anyways, yeah. On. More. Um, go ahead. Uh, this could be very quick. Rockstar bought Zynga. Zynga, the yeah. mobile developer, for $12.7 billion. Holy crap. They made a lot of money off of GTA V. Oh, yes. That's what they've been saving their, their pretty pennies for for, what, 10 years? It definitely wasn't now. to make video games because they've only made one. No, wait. <laughs> technically, they made like five. They made, they made uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Then they made yeah. GTA V, GTA V. G 
GT5 and another yep. GT5. <laughs> yeah, about you know points. what's crazy? <laughs> is like GTA 5, I think, first came out on Xbox 360 and PS3. And then Xbox One, PS4. Yep. And now Series X and PS5. It's like, wow. The same game you can buy brand new over three game console generations. That's crazy. It's still I, making I, I lots they, of money. <laughs> and it's not like you're using like the same disc. Like they're literally coming out with, with new production discs for mm. these specific systems. They're also I, I releasing can't... lots of new stuff for the online. Like they just had one come out with who was it? Was it uh, Dre and X, or was it just X? Like a couple, oh, wow. like some oh. notable like rappers and like a, big air quotes here, gangsters, <laughs> like um, in their like I think in the new story bit for their online. Like wow, okay, so because they're not going to shell out like nothing for them, they're going to give them money, <laughs> and they're there doing. I'm assuming the mocap too, but voice acting definitely. So yeah, wow. And well, likenesses as well. So, but yeah, they they're making lots of money in twelve point seven billion. If they've put up that much for Zynga, I'm sure. I wonder how much. I, I would like to know how much they have sitting in the bank. Actually, <laughs> they're not gonna tell us, but they're not gonna spend all their money to buy Zynga. And they apparently, well, you're not gonna buy Zynga, one of the bigger. Uh, mobile game developers and not want them to make mobile games of your properties yeah and if it was any other company um i really i wouldn't really have an idea what to expect but because we've seen rockstar's behavior over the last few years like we just joked about it they're making the same game and just making that like putting all their eggs in the grand theft auto 5 basket right mm. so that's kind of Remember, they used to like make like really good games back to back to back, like Bully. Okay, here's Red Red Redemption. Okay, here's you know how Table. many Grand Theft Auto games were there before five? A lot. Yeah, and they came out like every one or two years, about depending if it was a main title one or or a spinoff, one of the very many spinoffs they had. Now, it seems like just their interest in you know maximizing profit. So, if it was any other company, I wouldn't know what to expect. But now that they made kind of like a bid into the well more than a bid they put you know they're like a powerhouse all of a sudden overnight in the mobile game industry or department whatever you want to call it mm. um it seems like they're gonna really just maximize profit and now most if not all their new releases are going to be like the big franchise names on on the small screen that's that's they're just going to focus on mobile games because they have their one their one uh their one desktop game already going you know, obviously, very well, but mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I fear for the franchise of some of these things. So, what's included? Um, so, oh, Borderlands, apparently. So, Borderlands, Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead Redemption, NBA, 2K, Civilization. Uh, I think it says Carnival. I'm not so sure. La Noir, Mafia, Bioshock. Ooh, Max Payne. Max Payne and Kerbal Space Program. Wait, they published Kerbal. Apparently, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either, honestly. But yeah, I thought Kerbal was an indie game. Honestly, I so guess did not. I actually. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was because I remember it being on Steam Early Access. Maybe it was, and they just acquired them over, over time. I don't know. So yeah, I'm I'm actually a little worried about some of these franchises. For me specifically, I'm worried about Borderlands and Bioshock. 
I love those two. Yeah, projects. like I don't see them doing like parts of the games onto PC or onto mobile, but there'll be some type of at if not that there'll be at least some type of tie-in slash mobile game crossover that will be available on there. Like Borderlands will have you send your characters out on missions to go raid a vault, and that will take twenty four hours to do. <laughs> See, you know stuff like that. I mean, who knows? Maybe they will actually do ports, and maybe they'll be good. I I don't play Zynga's games, so I don't know. <laughs> Look, um, no, no hate. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go yeah, on. no, go ahead. No hate if you're a mobile gamer. Honestly, it's just I'm just disappointed because generally what happens is when these games go to mobile, they don't generally come back the other direction. So yeah. Uh, or the, on the mobile market, it's they'll do some half-assed crap. Or if they do port it, it's usually like the worst thing they could do, and has the worst microtransaction garbage, and they'll just destroy what what you've seen as it, what you used to like in the series. They will like destroy and rip it apart and sell you everything piecemeal back, and sometimes. Okay. The sometimes series can't recover from that, or they'll put that out there and go, "Well, this is the game we're putting out for the next five years to eight years in this uh, franchise. Time to never touch it again." <laughs> right? Like, yeah, and like we're we're kind of the gamers you and me are, Chris, are are much different from like the gamers that mobile yeah. players are. Honestly, like we're we're pretty much two different breeds because they they're marketed towards two different types of people essentially. Like the cell phone users are just looking for a quick fix, you know, during their break or whatever, essentially during meetings or whatever. We're actually, you know, more invested in like, you know, a proper storyline and not like optimized to make money off of you. Mm. Like, you know, how games were before mobile existed. But no, I, I, I'm really scared. It's like, oh, we're going to make Borderlands 4 or Bioshock 4 for like mobile. With like, mobile you know, I'm, in I'm mind. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm done. I don't like like I've played my fair share of mobile games over the years. I'm technically I'm a, I'm a mobile gamer. I'm sure you, technically you are too, Chris. I'm sure you've you've oh yeah, you played that Dragon Ball game on your phone. So technically, you know, we're both mobile gamers. We just we we it's not like we're shit talking them. We've had our hand in the cookie pot. It's just we know what we're talking about. It's just you know different franchises don't really mix well. I feel yeah, like I played screen. I played Dragon Ball and Yu Gi Oh on my phone. There you go. <laughs> so, but you know, I like you said, you know, you dive in for a little bit and then you leave it alone for a bit, and then you leave it leave it alone until the next day or whatever, right? It's like, oh, I gotta go to the washroom. Time to pull my phone out and tap <laughs> this game. It's toilet oh, game. No. It's what you mostly see for mobile games. Like there are real mobile games out there, like real games that get ports. Like the GT games had, I believe, mobile ports before. That's actually what the remastered trilogy was based on, apparently. Not the actual version that they had before, the mobile ports. <laughs> Which could explain why some of it looked trash, other than them not really caring <laughs> about it. But yeah, it, they could do some good with some of these, possibly if they port these games over proper to mobile and bring up some real games to mobile. But I don't see that happening. <laughs> no, I... I like how they it's as I said, they're putting all their eggs in the Grand Theft Auto 5 basket. Like, how are they going to be able to split their resources and, and keep 
doing that same speed of Grand Theft Auto Five. They've acquired all these different franchises slash studios now. So well, like I, I don't know. like if you look at the the Take Two or the Rockstar stuff and just see all the franchises they own, like uh, half of the what, like I'd say about half or a third of the ones shown on the uh, Rockstar or on the Take Two end is Rockstar properties, and they've only put out one game. <laughs> Uh, like that, and it's just been GTA. Like they haven't done anything with Max Payne since I think the 360. I want to uh, say you're correct. Yeah, because that was when they did Bald Max Payne. Max Payne Mafia. They did some remaster stuff. I don't know when the last new one came out. You know, Red Dead Two, but they don't support that really. People actually, people for Red Dead Two are upset that they're not supporting a lot. It seems it's not getting a lot of love, and people are complaining well, online about Red it. Red Dead Online is just basically Grand Theft Auto Online, isn't it? Yeah, that, that was my impression. In a way, yeah, it's basically the same format, just with cowboys, which could have been cool. You know, it's a different setting, but they're apparently not doing as much love with that as they are with GTA. GTA's are well, cash cow, and they're upset that yeah. people aren't uh, aren't uh, buying up their gold bullions. <laughs> you know, it's their shark card version. Uh, on- yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Like friggin', you have you're 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 cannibalizing your own players, in a way, because it's the same exact game minus like as you said, car versus horse. You know, pretty mm. much. And this, you know, yes, I know there's more differences aside from that, but like still, you, it's like you, one is doing super well and one is not. What does that tell you? You know, <laughs> it's like okay. If I if I grow fucking you know ten different different types of carrots, my my sales for you know one type of carrot is not going to necessarily be the same as the other, like because people have different preferences, and you're already putting all your eggs into the Grand Theft Auto Five basket, and it's been established as we said before, it's been on three separate console generations, and this one just came up, so obviously people are going to want to play with their friends, or they're going to want to play the most popular one. And yeah, people might not want to play a cowboy game, but everyone, you know, maybe would want to steal a car in real life if there's no consequences. I'm sure that people have thought about that throughout, you know, at some point in their life. So, yeah, you know, you don't really think, oh man, it would be awesome to steal a horse today and have to feed and groom it and take care of it. And, you know, it's like, no, no one thinks that. So, what it's, you're it's saying, all these cool minor things. What you're saying is you don't want to see, you don't want to be able to play Max Payne with like 40 other people in an online open world where you can all dodge in bullet time and shoot each yes. other and steal cars. Like you're all impervious to each other's damage because you just keep dodging. And buy, and buy painkillers as currency. No? No, not that. No. Okay. No. Anyway, they bought them. Maybe porting stuff to mobile phones or whatever. I'm... But yeah, it's a huge buyout. Surprising. <laughs> buyout. Yes, yeah. very surprising and for me a little concerning as I said, but yeah. we'll see what the future holds. Yep, yeah, as we always will. So it's about one forty. Yep. Do you want to end it there or do we want to quickly go through the last two? Uh, well, as there's long as three we I have. Three? Did I miss yeah. one? Uh, I posted one right before we started, but... Um... Oh, I may have missed that one. So it's up to I you. think I think I think they're not very long ones. I All think right. we we'll, have we'll try to keep this we'll keep this short. It's as short as we can. Yeah, these ones are not going to be very long. 
there's not really much to discuss. Yeah. So so I guess um yeah, so Riot Games, uh, you know, the matri- the makers of League of Legends amongst some other spin-offs. Um, you know, I think we were, we reported a couple of weeks ago on the podcast that like there was a two I think it was a five year was it am I thinking another lawsuit? It's five I, or longer, yeah. Yeah, five years that this lawsuit's been going on about, you know, sexual discrimination and harassment and all that. Not quite blizzard level, just uh it's still it's still bad as is. I, yeah, they had to pay a hundred million dollars. I think we talked about that a couple uh last week or the week before, ago. yeah. Yeah. So basically now they have they, they always had this policy in place where and I, I don't get it. I don't get why the policy exists in the first place, but basically if you were a new employee up until six months, you were able to, they call it, was it buy, buying the queue or no queue dodge, which is basically, you know, like when you, when you queue up, you don't want to face, you know, people necessarily better than you or the same people again. Uh, like that's, that's in League of Legends, I'm assuming, but anyways, queue dodging. So basically within the first six months, you're able to like buy out, your contract i'm assuming it's a contract and you could quit and you'd still get 10 percent of your annual salary so about a month a little bit about a less than a month in the week so you get over a month's pay and you would be able to leave like in good, in good standing essentially as long as you're a new employee under six months mm. and that doesn't make sense to me because it seems like if it's not a great fit then they're able to like you're able to take the choice of okay this is not a good fit for me i just went out but now that's always been a thing but now for some reason they expanded the program to include every single employee up and it, and they upped the percentage from 10% to 25% of your annual salary um and this yeah, is wow. following following the lawsuit so basically they're saying um that big changes are coming we're gonna, you know, be better because I think I think the ruling was was it was it this one, Chris, that we talked about where um, there was a two year stipulation that the government had to oversee their actions, or was that another? Yeah, it was that one. They they both one? Okay. had to agree to have a third party company look over all of the um, uh, incoming like uh, discrepancies and stuff like that and their files and stuff. It's like, so, yeah, it was that one. Yeah, that's what I thought. I just I wasn't one hundred percent, but uh, to me, it seems like they're trying to weed out anyone who's like, like, like a bad fit now because they they want to go in a new direction. Well, they're forced to go in a new direction, but they claim they want to you know make serious mm. changes, and it seems to be weeding out all the toxic people in terms of like, you know, people who are sexist, who are racist, maybe I even though that doesn't anything to do with the. The, the lawsuit you know that you know they're trying to weed out anyone but this is only until the end of this month until the end of january and then that that's it so it seems like to me it just seems like they're trying to preemptively open the door for anyone who's going to be an issue for them later on i, I don't know that's just the impression i got if that's not the reason and i really don't know why they're doing this but what did you think about this chris uh, it's a good thing i'm surprised they opt it and extend it to everyone it does kind of feel like that, like what you're saying, that they're trying to get out people that they don't want. And there are a lot of people who are not happy with being with the company right now and are kind of stuck there, right? 
So if anything, some of those people who are really upset with this can now leave and not be a, not be uh, how do you say, completely screwed. Yeah. You know, like, so, um, it's a good thing that they did that, and up to twenty five percent. That's that is quite a bit. Like that, that could help you, hopefully, get on your feet again. Uh, I'm actually surprised they're doing this at all, and not just letting things go the way that they have been for since the company's been created. Like they're not. They seem like a company that has not been changing. Maybe they're more concerned about. Uh, their future views and properties because now people are buying their stuff and playing their games more. Like they've got a lot of stuff in development and they probably don't want a lot of this thing on it. So, but anyway, if you're not happy with the company as, as it is, you would have been stuck there if they couldn't do this. So some of these people could hopefully leave if they're not happy, if they're really not happy and find somewhere where they'll be more appreciated and treated better. Like, Right does say that they're going to be changing. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I it's a good thing. It's I hope that it's not a way for them to try and push out people that are seen as problematic instead of dealing with their problem. Right? You know, kind of like how you know a CEO could like, well, like Bobby Kotick, I'll, I'll leave. I'm taking you know a, a third of a million dollars with me or billion dollars with me when I leave. Screw you, get right. I hope it's not something like that where it's seen as a as a buyout. I mean, I guess it kind of is a buyout for people who are leaving, right? Or I hope that they don't try to force certain people out, right? <laughs> like I, I assume if they started doing that, that would definitely hit the news and not look good for them. If they started pressuring people to leave, yeah, I, I'm assuming they're under contract. Yeah, there, there there's going to be some type of. I assume that there is some type of uh, contract, like when you sign up with any company, you know, you sign a, not a waiver, but a, uh, some type of stipulation, you know, that you agree to these terms, this is your pay, yada, yada, right? So it, there is some type of contract. I don't think they're contracted quotes for X amount of years. I could be wrong. They may be. But yeah, it's, it's a good thing. They just hopefully don't misuse this or, you know, Use this as a way to, like I said, uh, try to squeeze out people or stealthily have people leave the company that are being bad eggs and should be dealt with by, like, you know, uh, what's what's the word? People who should be going to some sort of um, seminar, you know, to deal with their, you know, abuse and stuff, you know, people uh, who need real help. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to think of a specific word, but yeah, anyway. Alcoholics Anonymous? Basically that, yes. <laughs> For people who have, like, issues. Like self, self-help self group? No, no, no. Is it self-help group? Well, that, that's kind of contradictory. Self-help group. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it, it, basically something like that. Like, anyway. Hmm. Anyway, it's, it's a good thing it's there. It's good that they're actually opening it and giving it to everyone. Because... Now people can leave. Uh, That's good. But yeah, it's it can also be seen as a bad thing depending on how they do it. As long as they, it's just there, it's open, and people can apply and leave. You said it's up to what the end of this month, so it gives them yep. a decent um, 
It would be nice if it was a couple months, but depends on how long they've known about this or when the change was done. But yeah, it's at least it's there and people can leave. <sighs> like, I don't know. <laughs> it's good and bad, you know? Like, like, we're both kind of on the same side, I think. But I think we see this as both a good thing. It's just could be it could be seen as a bad thing depending on who leaves or what actually happens with it yeah i yeah. think you understand what i'm trying to say i'm trying to... i think so um but yeah that's uh it could be good so did you ever play days gone uh no uh so days gone was an open world uh zombie survival game made by sony at a time when when zombie games were seen as i think they were starting to go down but lots of people were kind of tired of zombie games mm-hmm. uh, i may be uh, wrong here but i know i definitely was especially after the 360 era <laughs> when dead rising dead rising dead rising dead yes. rising and all the dead others rising. that copied it but yeah like 360 had a zombie resurgence <laughs> We'll say, or the zombie apocalypse of video games on there. And it kind of bled into the PS4, you know, zombies came back for bits, yada, yada. So, um, apparently, according to Sony, um, the game sold um, disappointingly, even though it apparently sold at least six to eight million copies. Um, that's not a small number. This sounds like Square Enix talking here <laughs> with disappointing game sales at $8 million or $8 million. Not $8 million. That would be disappointing if a game only made that much. Anyway, at $8 million copies. Um, there could be reasons for the game not selling that well other than the zombie apocalypse and people being tired of some zombie games. The game actually, according to people, is good. But if I, I post a video in your uh, Discord, actually, of uh, a Days Gone video, it's like one or two minutes long that Quite Shy posted of the game and how buggy it was on consoles. <laughs> if you want to take a look at that, the dog is the fucking best. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. I'm deleting Days Gone from my PS4 and I'm drowning. <laughs> I'm drowning. It, it, is, it is a good video if you guys want to see that Quite Shy's uh, Days Gone video. I think it is so good. But yeah, the the thing that's weird about this is that Ghost of Tsushima Tsushima. came out and sold about 8 million copies and that's seen as as a success. But Days Gone isn't. Yeah, I think the main reason was because Metacritic is the thing. And I think Days Gone got 71, which apparently for them is considered a failure. Because that's what they deemed the whole, the rest of the game years later was a failure. Uh, <laughs> fucking because of Metacritic, apparently, despite the number of sales. I fucking hate Metacritic. I hate... No, it's not that I hate it because of it being rated. I hate that companies put so much stock on Metacritic. And that... Because yes. do you remember the fucking um, Fallout New Vegas fiasco? Where they got one point lower on Metacritic, oh, yeah. at 79, and were denied bonuses. That's bullshit. That's absolutely bullshit. Fallout New Vegas is one of the best Fallout games ever made. 
Like, I personally don't like it because it says foot in Vegas. But I really like Fallout New Vegas. Like, I don't like that gambling in houses and Vegas in general. It's got a bad feel for me, but the game itself is really awesome. <laughs> um, as long as you're into the outer space vibes, I you need to play outer outer worlds uh, outer wilds outer outer worlds i i had okay. to con i had to confirm i was saying the right one it's made by the same people chris yeah I'll, I'll have to take a look at it when i get a chance but yeah it, but that's uh here and out there i don't know why they put so much stock on there um so they're not getting a sequel to the game because of this or not solely because of this probably other reasons but you know this is one of the reasons metacritic Another, they said that um, the guy who was directing at, or one of the heads at Sony who had left, I don't remember his name, I don't have it off, offhand anymore, but when he left, apparently they were saying, well, there goes our chances of getting a sequel because not a lot of the other guys who are on the board don't want to have a, another zombie game made. It's like, oh, well, that's fucking garbage. <laughs> one of the creators of the game came, went out and like after he quit the company, um, came out. This was right before the Steam version of the game launched, like a year or two after uh, the game was out, right? So the game had already sold like five or six million copies on console. Um, came out and was like, our game's not getting a sequel. Boo on you gamers. If you guys want a sequel, you should bought the game on uh, launch. That was, yeah, you're shaking your head. I, remember I remember that. that. Yeah. I remember that, yeah. Like, like, I don't think it's solely on the Metacritic, but there's lots of contributing factors to make people go, yeah, I don't know about that. But the game apparently isn't as buggy as it was before, and it is apparently good by those who got through the game. I just think that that everything compiled onto it kind of helped with the, we don't want to publish another game, or at least maybe not publish another game right now. Just because it's not getting a sequel right away doesn't mean it won't get one. And it was launched on PC and sold like like another million or something. They put it on PS Plus and got a lot more people playing it because of that. I know that those aren't buyers into the game, but still, more people got to experience the game and play it. That 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 was the same guy who was pissed that people are playing for free on PS yes. uh, Plus. That I because I, I it's all it's all coming back to me now. He was blaming people for playing the game for free. It's like, well, dude, what the fuck are you you're blaming people? for having the game for yeah. free like, it, uh who is it was it phil spencer that was like asking questions it was one of the reporters and it was like well you know buy the game on launch like how do we know we're gonna like the game on launch he's like well you don't it's like then why should people spend like a hundred dollars on a game or eighty dollars on a game you canadian to to find out you don't like the game you know it's like well it's like you know games are expensive, right? So people have to pick and choose what games they can play during a year. And sometimes you have to dodge a game you don't know if you'll like on launch and then find out you like it, then you'll get on sale, right? Because it's been out for a year. <laughs> like, that's how it works. <laughs> Dude, some people are so fucking entitled. And that's that's everything this guy says just screams entitlement. Yeah, that's what that... And, 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 not, and not being down to and earth, th down to reality. And that's not the guy, that that's not like the uh, that, that's just one of the creators of it. It's not um, it's not uh, Jeff Ross who was talking about you know the sales numbers of the game in a uh, interview here that we kind of uh, 
we're uh, kind of talking about it's what this uh, article came up from it came a lot of this came up in an interview with Jeff Ross uh, so but yeah he said that he his numbers were actually because there was an edit to this story his numbers were off because I think in the interview or before he was saying it sold like nine to ten million but he was getting that off of a now defunct um, website that tracked achievements which yeah I guess can kind of get, tell you how many people are playing the game but also, I could just toss you a disc and say, "Here, go play." <laughs> so exactly. you, you don't exactly. know, and the PS Plus users, of course, and such. So you don't get accurate numbers way down the line. So it's more likely that the game sold. I'm going to give it a big berth and say seven to eight million, <laughs> but we don't actually know. Sony never released numbers for it, but still, that's not a small number of sales. Again, Tsushima sold like eight, and is considered a success but you know whatever I, I don't know what kind of high hopes they had for this maybe they just didn't want to do another open world get zombie game i don't know i mean it's it's whatever it's just yeah. like movies some some flop some don't it's, it's so, just... sometimes you just have bad bad people who uh are people who help to get the game made and then those people leave and then the rest of the people on the board go nope not gonna do it right you know, it could just be as simple as that sometimes. <laughs> and sometimes you Generally, can make all the money in the world, and if you don't have the right person on the board, they just yeah. won't budge, right? <laughs> you know? And, and the fact that he left is kind of speaks in and of itself, right? As we said before, actions speak louder than words. So if he left, something was probably wrong. Yeah, right? like these guys... Just don't leave for no reason. Yeah, so like that, that creative director or whatever, he had left, the guy who's like being a little crappy about the games. This guy here in this interview, I do believe he's, yeah, a former uh, developer of, of Studio Blend. So, you know, he left as well and he's able to talk about this a bit. So, yeah, okay. Fine. Well, yeah, I yeah. think we can move on. I think yeah, this is so our last one. Last story really quickly. And I guess we can end on a high note because it's actually a very good story. Yes, this uh, is. Like, like positive story, I mean. So BioWare, Makers of Dragon Age and um, uh, Mass Effect, they basically, uh, because of the pandemic, most companies have, you know, work from home. Uh, but Bioware is actually looking to transition down to a permanent thing now. It's, it's kind of like not looking like they are actually. Yeah. So up until now, you know, you've had to, if you work for them, they they force you to move to one of their two studios. One was in Edmonton, right, right where you're living, Chris. Mm -hmm. And the other in Canada. And the other was... And I think Texas, let me double check. I can check it really quick. Uh, Austin. Austin. So yeah. Austin, Texas. Yeah. So in Texas. So if you work for them, you essentially had to live in those two cities. But now they're they're looking to not have that as a requirement and looking to hire people anywhere in the world just to work from home permanently. So they're kind of expanding their work from home program, which is amazing. You, you love to see it. Because, that is the best. <laughs> yes. You love to see it. So... That's basically the story, but I you go ahead, Chris, if you have something else. Well, I was going to say, like, th that's basically, yeah, like, that is basically the story. Like, they're not going to force you to relocate to another city, you know, just uproot and go. Because some people have been screwed by, you know, leaving their cities and countries and go somewhere and find out, oh, this place is shit. Or, oh, you guys lied to me about this job. Uh, but, yeah, um... Square Enix has also, uh, you know, kind of implemented this in not quite so much as this, but has been like 
full on like you know we're gonna do way more you know work from home stuff uh what do you call it from in i believe in toronto the studio there that square owns um went to a four-day work week i'm trying to remember is it one that square owns idols montreal well montreal is in montreal oh sorry yeah montreal not toronto sorry yeah uh, <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> sorry i I, <laughs> I i thought it was toronto because i'm so used to them in 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 toronto because there's a, a different studio there but i maybe have been thinking of um ubisoft for some reason yeah ubisoft has a toronto i've been there i've yeah. actually worked as a play tester there so yeah ubisoft uh, that's, that's probably what i was thinking of but yeah uh, idos montreal is a four-day work week there which is really awesome and other things like that so like Square's already been diving looking into this one i guess uh this ea well this is ea right yeah bioware ea yeah so they're gonna be doing a much broader work from home thing and for those who work who live in the cities that they're in will have either always work from home or will have like a hybrid work from home or and will need you to come into the office here and there kind of situation as well i think it's more in mm -hmm. tune with what's going on right now question mark so but yeah them just opening it up and saying you don't have to move here and just uproot your entire life to come work here and work from home is a really really awesome thing because now you're not ruining or potentially ruining people's lives or you know up confusing their lives for a time being just to go work there you know <laughs> it's this is a great thing this is really awesome i'm surprised that's going on with an EA subsidiary. Did I say that word right? In subsidiary, EA. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Sorry, my my speech is jumbled. But yeah, I'm surprised. Like, they're not doing it at a main EA, like at an EA office, but someone associated with them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is happening in every industry, but you like to see in the gaming industry too, just because they're known for crunch and it's really harder to make people crunch. If they're working from home, they have more control of their working conditions, you know? So that's, that's a good thing, but that would, yeah, just go ahead. I was gonna say, it would be nice if we could fucking get rid of crunch. Yes. Then it, it is a simple solution, but they just don't want to do it. And also, <laughs> as I said, to kind of like more generalize the statement, like outside the gaming industry, a lot of a lot of organizations are slowly slowly coming to the realization that working from home is not a bad thing because before the pandemic oh you know i i might have a disability that makes it hard for me to come into the office can i work from home nope you must work at home for this job mm -hmm. and then COVID hit, and oh all of a sudden all of a sudden everyone can work all of a sudden it's it's possible for everyone to work from their home magically yeah you know so so it kind of exposed a lot of lies and showed a lot of truths that people are management was just unwilling to it's just it's just a mentality like i hate to use this phrase on the podcast but it's like you know like the boomer mentality like mm. the whole you know i'm not saying that's true it's just like just so you know what you know where i'm coming from like what i'm trying to say like the whole like well you know like this is the way it's always been in the office i'm i'm, I'm like 60 years old you know I've yeah, always yeah. done it this way. It has to be done this way. Well, also, you have yeah. you must come into work. That's the way it's always been. That's the way it's always going to be. There's, but now there's that. There's also the I'm a manager. I'm supposed to micromanage you. I can't micromanage you if you're not here. Yeah. I, I bought I, this whip for a reason. 
you can it's just it's just on microsoft teams or whatever have 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 useless meetings that could be an email every day <laughs> to micromanage people and anyways uh yeah yeah it, it's it's i'm glad that our society at least i hope is heading in the right direction like okay maybe work from home isn't such a bad thing because if if covid did one good thing not that it's good at all because it killed millions of people at this point but if it did do one good thing at least it's it's making it easier for people to have a better work experience in their life mm. you know so yeah that is an upside not that it's it's a good thing necessarily like like the covid is not a good thing but at least there's an upside to the situation it's causing so yeah yeah that's that that's all you gotta say about that yep it's all good that's that i think we're done all right it's all we're done average oh, a little over two hours a little longer than we usually like but hey we actually had some news this week chris i'm like the last like two or three weeks yeah we did holy crap it's like the year's starting to begin yes <laughs> people aren't putting out news because they're on holidays or something <laughs> yeah that's, that's that's strange yeah it is but um what's not strange is you might find me on twitch tonight uh it's prince <laughs> underscore kaboom you like that <laughs> that was a good segue. I, I liked it because you didn't hesitate. You just drove right into there. You knew so what you, you wanted. So you gotta go head first, right into the NFT market. Yes. I mean, yes, <laughs> just like all those companies. But uh, Prince underscore Kaboom, YouTube, Mister Prince Kaboom. I upload stuff on there sometimes, and Twitter, C S C H A B A N G, C Shabang on Twitter. If you just want to follow me for the stuff I follow on there, or you know, see things that i post like my my toys and other things i like and uh i'm gonna be continuing uh re0 probably tonight but we'll see what happens uh but uh that's that and you sean where can find you uh twitch twitter same handle zorb underscore zex um yeah we'll uh twitter sorry not twitter um twitch is gonna be a little inconsistent but if you follow me on my Twitter or Discord, I will post when I go live. Just because, yeah, as I said, uh, gonna make gonna have to shift priorities again. But uh, in real life, for real life things. But yeah, um, I'll be back probably tomorrow, more than likely. We'll we'll play another session of It Takes Two this week. So yeah, um, I'll be back for that. And then beyond that, I'm not so sure until next week. Mm. Um, I'll probably take it take it easy this week. I have to make some decisions. I have to GTQ is still going on, right? So I could yep. always just watch that. So there's that. Just watch that and chill. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Pretty much. I'll take it a little easy this week. I was already planning to. Hopefully I'll return to more consistent schedule next week. But anyways, I think this has gone on long enough. Thank you guys for tuning in. Good uh you know, good talking to you, Chris, as always. Yep, good talking and to you. And I'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. Have a good night. Have a good day. Have a good afternoon. Peace out.